This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And in Queens, New York, at the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. As always, we trust you've had a fine, wonderful, and productive day. You made it through another one. Uh, the time is nigh that you can rest your weary head. But before that happens, young Mr. Shannon and I are going to provide some dulcet tones to whisk you off to La La Land and Sleepy Bites. Yeah, that's, that's about what we're good for. In other words, we're going to bore I've, you to tears. That's uh, Yeah, that's that's it. That's just it. But stick with us anyways here. It, it, it'll be worthwhile at least for uh, a few minutes of this show today. I am proud to announce that... Uh, a little later on here in the show, probably about 15 minutes or so from now, we will have Shaletta Brundage. Uh, she's a uh, broadcaster, uh, works with uh, WCCO Radio out of uh, the Twin Cities here. She is also a podcaster, not, uh, not unlike uh, Mr. Van Ness and myself, although I get a feeling she does a lot better at it. And I'm gonna... I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's nothing like what we do. I'm sure. Well, it's, I'm sure it's actually listenable. And uh, but of course, she also has, you know, she has a voice on it. And I know it's 630 a.m. up there in the Twin Cities. I don't care what you say. But uh, so we'll, she'll be joining us uh, about quarter after or so. Uh, I suppose at this point in time, we probably should get a few things out of the way. Yeah. Looks like you had a ra rather productive day there. I did. I did. Now, if you're on the Periscope, if you can see behind me, you can see my brand new blinds that I installed today. I was actually up and out of the house, perched and thought at 8.15 this morning. Oh, my God. Uh, I went to Home Depot with my, uh, with my landlord. We each had to pick up a couple of things, and I just hitched a ride because I didn't want to lose my parking spot. 
here at the executive tower. But I got home. I put the new blind up. We got again, we got new windows yesterday. And I also had to reinstall the air conditioner, which wasn't that big of a thing. And I got all that done. Still cleaning up from from all the work yesterday. And at one point I sat down and I and I and I just closed my eyes for a minute. I literally a minute. I didn't lose hours. And I opened my eyes, and there was a clock right in front of me. And I said, holy crap, it's, it's only 10.45. I felt like it was at least 6 at night. <laughs> I did a full day before 10 a.m. <laughs> I'm not used to doing this, having this much to do in one single day. As we go yeah. into, what is it, the 12th week of lockdown? or I, I, I don't even know anymore. I well, you lose track of the date. I mean, I, I am. Still I know that, and I'm out and about every day. I, you just lose track of things. I am still technically on lockdown. Yeah, although they're starting to loosen things up. But you told me that in your field, you'll probably be the last ones to go live oh, there. There's, not only not only will my industry be last, but I'll be the last of the last. The last of the last, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't well it's all guesswork at this point but i've got i've got people putting little little earworms in there that well you may not work for a year well you know we don't know that we don't know that we we don't know what's going to happen we don't know if everything's just going to go back basically with at mm. one time or you know nobody knows nobody knows so you know, I'm sitting tight. I'm holding tight. Fortunately, I'm still eligible for unemployment, so so I got that going for me. Uh, yeah. So the bills are being paid. We're we're okay as far as that goes financially. We're we're gonna be able to hold off for a little while, and uh, you're not to the point where you're holding up signs and anything like that. Hey, you're a light. You forget you're a licensed New York City hack. If you I, really, I have. That 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 point has come up numerous times over uh-huh. the last couple of weeks, and I've said, "Look, if if it comes to it, I go back to driving. You know, I go drive a cab or something. I can drive a bus. I've got licenses for a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to go back to doing that. What what I've been doing, but you know, I can I can make a buck." I can make a buck. Yeah. I have I have affordable housing, which I was going to leave uh, two months ago. I was going to move out, but of course, with the COVID, I'm I'm locking down here for at least the next year. Yeah, you know I I can't. What I'm paying for rent is ridiculously low, and while it's in all seriousness, it's not the biggest apartment on the planet. It's also not that bad. I mean. I got a kitchen. The perfect little, little bachelor pad. It, it really is. And now that I got new windows, eh, you know, it's, uh, I'm actually thinking about painting the place. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we are right now. You're that's, just so talented. I, I just don't know what to do. You are just you so have, talented. John, you have no idea the talents that this itty bitty body possesses. I have. Itty bitty. Go with me on this one. <laughs> okay, he's uh, he is uh, six foot one and skinny as a rail. I'm 
six foot two and skinny as a rail. Oh, okay. Get it, get it straight. Uh, People have seen the pictures to the contrary, sir. Just so you I'm know, I'm six foot two. That's I'm not. I, I, I know you're six foot two. Oh, okay. I, look, I'm not Trump. I'm not. I'm not adding three or four or five inches on my height. By the way, did you see the physician's report that came out today? Uh, no. 200 is it uh, 224 pounds they're claiming he is yeah. <laughs> oh you, wig think he, you think he's heavier his wig weighs more than that <laughs> <laughs> my god yeah he puts, he puts more than that in his depends every day are you kidding me oh <laughs> oh my goodness so folks because uh the the uh a normal chat line will be uh, taken up here in the interview process. You are welcome to uh, join us by either sending a text to that number, which is, by the way, uh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. You uh, can also send us a tweet uh, at Taxi Stand Hour, or you could uh, put a Nice little uh, message here in the comment box. And uh, have any questions for Shaletta when she comes on? That's on Periscope um, for the comment box. Pardon me? On That's Periscope. On Periscope for the, for the comment box. Thank we you. Actually, thank we you, actually thank seem you. to be uh, doing it better on, on uh, Periscope this time. I, I, uh, I, I, I browsed through last night's show just to, uh, you know, technically to see. I'll tell you what, it's... It's running smooth. This, by the way, we're we're connecting now through via Streamyard, both audio and video. I got to tell you what, kids and kittens, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy. You heard it right first. Now. Brought them in kicking and screaming here. Yeah. Well, Streamyard was my idea. It was Periscope that you wanted, and yeah. Anyway, it's not that I was kicking and screaming about it. We just weren't happy. We weren't. Fun. We were looking for solutions that were. What's the word I'm looking for? Free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Free, free and good. And uh, right now, it it appears that Streamyard meets meets at least one of those criteria. We may have to bump up to the to the uh, minimal plan where, where we lay out a couple of shekels every every month. But that's only because of the amount of hours we're putting out. Uh, because we want. I think stream. we should start pitching a GoFundMe page now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not monetizing the station. No, no, no. Remember, oh. if we don't monetize it, we're not beholden to anybody. No, we're beholden well, this to is no true. masters. So nobody can say jack squat to us about what we say, how we say, or when we say it. And I don't like it that way. And for right now, we're we're golden. You know, the uh, we are we are the, indeed. The throngs of listeners appreciate that that they're not being the only commercials you'll hear on this station are stuff from 40 and 50 years ago that's it there old you class, go old classic commercials and i can't wait to hear uh hear, hear a commercial during one of those ball games for lucky strikes or chesterfield <laughs> <laughs> or from gillette look sharp be sharp <laughs> da, 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 da. you know that's their theme yeah i know yeah okay. absolutely hey let's uh just before we uh, get on on board here with Shaletta, uh, okay, okay, cut the music. That music sound cut familiar? To, that music sound familiar to you? 
I just lost John. John just, uh, uh, he cut himself off here. So, well, oh, wait a minute. I'm I'm just on the radio. I'm still on, okay, I'm still on everywhere. We, we lost John. I'm sure he's going to connect back here momentarily, and then we'll get on the phone with, with Shaletta. Uh, me, personally, I haven't watched the news that much today. I don't know what's what's been going on as far as, there he is. I don't know what's been going on as far as any of the uh, protests or all that goes. Uh, well, well, let me give you a little bit of news. How's that sound? That's what I was going to do when uh, uh, when I actually hit the wrong button. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Uh, by the way, uh, the um, the cop that was the first one that was arrested in the uh, murder case for uh, uh, George Floyd uh, now is having his charge uh, upgraded to second degree unintentional murder. Okay. Uh, the other officers that were on scene are now all in custody. Uh, they are being, uh, they are being charged with aiding and abetting. So we got the whole, we got the whole gang there now in the, uh, oh boy. in the Huska. Huska. So, yeah, exactly. All right, John, I'm going to let you fly solo here for a moment while I make connections with, uh, with our, our guest. Okay. So if you'd be so kind as to, I never thought I'd say this to you. Cut me off, would you? <laughs> oh, boy, this this will make me happier than a pig and slop here, folks. You, you've been waiting all day all for right, this. Um, it looks like uh, there is, oh, I guess I should swing here. I guess I wish I, I, wish I had the emergency bat tur- uh, turn sounder here, but I feel sorry for old Buckethead here, but apparently after 20 years of marriage, uh, Sean Hannity and his wife are, have gotten a divorce. Uh, I don't know. Look, Ed doesn't agree with me on this. I think Hannity has seen a light, and uh, it's, it's, not a fr- it's not a freight train, obviously. So we... Uh, the guy has tried to make some make some sense of, of late, and I I don't know I, I just don't know if if it's humanly possible here. So, oh, what do we got going here? Ed, have you uh, contacted uh, Shaletta yet? Looks like he's talking to somebody. I'm here. A second. We're I know we dialed the right wrong now. number. That's what's uh, go- what. That's John, what's going on. John, if you can on. hear me, you want to plug us in there. I'm here. I'm so here. Oh, okay. okay. Let's this see. is it. I'm just kind of killing time here because I really can't get into anything else. For while some I'm reason, uh, we're waiting for this connection to uh, occur. Uh, oh, I'm nervous, man. I got goosebumps over this. I got to tell you, I am. Uh, you know, I've done maybe John, a handful of uh, interviews. In uh, uh, time here, right? Looks like I'm getting the wave at me sign here. So, okay. There we go. John, are you there? I am here. Okay. Now I can't hear John. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Shaletta, are you there? Yeah, I'm I'm here. Go ahead, John. This is what we call big time professional radio. (laughs) Just as a matter of fact, we (laughs) put a hashtag by it. (laughs) 
my apologies. <laughs> Shaletta, uh, Shaletta, thank you so much for uh, for joining us here. Uh, Shaletta Brundage from WCCO Radio and much, much more here. Uh, now, I've kind of lost track. What are you act- What are you doing for CCO right now? Um, I'm producing on the weekends. I produce a couple of their shows. I produce uh, Geraldine Steele's show. Um, I you used do. to produce for Esme Murphy, and she was recently um, relieved of her duties. We had to lay some people off um, because, you know, radio right. and television are not getting the advertising revenue that they once were. Uh, when COVID mm-hmm. happened, advertisers just shut everything down. And uh, it's it was about to, you know, get a little bit better. And then, um, you know, George Floyd was murdered on the streets of our fair city. Mm. And so, you know, everything went back into shelter in place. Um, and so, um, yeah, I'm a producer overnight weekends. I'm a troublemaker. Um, oh, my job and is, I love every know, minute of it. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the few African-American voices and bodies um, in the building is to make sure that we are on top of everything, um, you know, when it comes to this story and stories that matter to people of color in our community, whether it's African-American or Hmong or Somali or, you know, Native American or, or Latino. Um, my job is to make sure that all the voices are heard um, and people feel like we're not just being a good neighbor station to people who live in Edina, but we're good neighbors to people who live in Hawthorne and North Minneapolis and South Minneapolis and, you know, on reservations across the state. Um, so, so yeah, that's my job. I'm, they need to put that on my, I need to put that on my taxes profession, troublemaker. <laughs> well, well it's a lot, and, and you're so good at it. Well, <laughs> you really are. I'm, it's I'm a lot easier, you. to a lot easier to say than all those words. Troublemaker. Right. Troublemaker. That sounds <laughs> everything up. Now, now, Shaletta, I'm, this is Ed. I'll be quite honest with you. I, I have, I, I'm in New York City, so you were a little out of my. I, I had, I, I wasn't aware of you until John started talking about you uh, a few days ago to me. And uh, I, first off, a, I want to, I appreciate you being on with us. B, sorry about when we connected up. It's, uh, it's our, uh, as John said, our hashtag Big Time Professional Radio set up here, but. Again, I'm going to let you two talk because you two are a couple of Minneapolis folks, and I'm just going to. Well, no, you got to stay in a conversation because I mean oh, this here. thing is global. This thing is this oh, thing is, is hitting everybody. Well, the, mm-hmm. we we obviously like everybody else. We've been discussing this, and we have our little corner of the internet here. Uh, but it's you know from our perspective, as much as oh boy, I, I'm as upset as anybody. But uh, John and I have talked about this. We. Uh, you know, we're two old white guys, and uh, as much as I can be upset about it, I can't. You know, I can't truly see where the pain is. And, and but that, you can truly help. That's the thing about yes. us talking tonight is that okay. we all have a role to play. And you know, having me on your show, and I so appreciate this, <laughs> is it makes you an ally to the cause. You know, you could say, oh, that's so horrible, that's so bad, I can't believe they did that. That poor man, he has children, he has grandchildren. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to ever see their father or grandfather again, or, you know, his mom is never going to see um, her son again. And then go on about your life. You know, go on to the next topic, spend 30 seconds. But you guys decided uh, collectively that you were going to bring in a different voice. 
so that we could talk about this and and learn and create an understanding and an awareness for not just you both, but for the people who listen and love you. Absolutely. And so that just lets me know that you are an ally to the cause and that, you know, this is the thing. We have to have some courageous conversations because it starts with a conversation. You can't Mm -hmm. fix the problem until you talk about the fact that there is a problem. And so just the fact that you all are willing to talk about the problem lets me know that you are serious about finding solutions. So it doesn't matter if you're a couple of old white guys (laughs) and I'm just an old black chick. We are together trying to live in this world and raise our family, our children, and, you know, soon grandchildren and, you know, just make make our, make this world a better place with the platforms that we have been given. And so I, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. So you don't have to feel the pain. You don't have to have the talk with your children that I have to have with mine. Right. But the fact that you want to bring it to light and have a discussion um, I, lets me know that you really care. And, and I, I, my heart goes out to you. I, I can't say that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Thank you very much for saying all that. Yeah. That was that was that was truly. Now you know we do a lot of goofing around here, and uh, uh, again, we're not a big, big uh, powerhouse radio station or podcaster, but we do our little thing. And and again, we've been talking about it. And uh, anyway, I'm gonna let I'm gonna back off a second because I'm about to get all misty. And as John Weld knows, and our our listeners know, if I get talking, this could go on. We got another hour to spare here. Yeah, Gillette. Uh, I don't know if you know my background. My my paying job is uh, is a uh, being a taxi driver, and mm-hmm. have been doing it now for the last uh, thirty seven years. And you know something really made me sad the other day. I had a young African American lady in the in the back of the van. And I, I've lately, I've been listening to nothing but WCCO and mm-hmm. people, you know, they were talking about some of the, uh, about the protests and, and some of the uh, other things. And the young lady I had in the back of the car just asked me to, to shut it down. She was actually getting emotional in the back seat from this. Mm-hmm. And man, that, that just hits. I have, don't believe I have ever had that happen. And, oh, but it is it is great to have people though in the car that do actually want to have a conversation and talk about. Most of the time, I just let them talk and I just do the listening. Mm-hmm. And let yeah. me just tell you that you know when you were telling me that you were a taxi cab driver and I was looking, you know, you up. I, I have to tell you that my grandfather, my mother's father, uh, retired Houston yellow cab taxi driver. Uh, he did. Oh Houston. my goodness. Raised How long ago children, did you retire? Driving a cab, yes. uh, and and retired uh, driving a cab. Uh, that's the 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 way he raised my my mother and her five siblings. And you know, we he, Joe the cab driver was his was a street oh, name. So, that is so, so I have great. A, I have a special space in my heart for cab drivers. John, that, well, thank John, let me ask you a question. Have we ever run into somebody who, if they hadn't been somebody in their family, has been a cab driver? I, oh. I was, Shaletta, I was in the taxi business for thirty-five years myself, and and it's always, <laughs> it's always so funny to hear. Oh, my uncle was a cab driver. Everybody's mm-hmm. been a cab driver or knows a cab driver. 
<laughs> and that's the thing about the cab driving profession. There was no, you know, if you're a black man, you can't do this. Because somebody had to go to the black neighborhoods, right? That's, that's somebody had to, you know, pick up the, the black folks from, you know, the the white neighborhoods where they were working mm-hmm. and take them back to, you know, the inner city where they were, you know, on the weekends or at nights when the buses stopped running, right? That's right. So, you know, you had your black cab drivers who worked their neighborhoods and, and they made good money, you know, and mm-hmm. the white cab drivers who worked their neighborhoods until things got integrated and they made their money. So the taxi profession has always been such an honorable uh, profession, especially for uh, black men because they were able to take care of their families. They work for themselves. It's one of the first opportunities that black men in this country have been able to be their own boss. That is, you know what I mean? You're, you're absolutely correct mm-hmm. because I will tell you when I began, that's one of the first things we were told. Uh, you're your own boss. You work when you want. You work, you don't work when you want. You know, mm-hmm. you need to keep the car clean. And, of course, other people, some some guys go overboard with the appearance of their vehicle. Not not just clean, but, like, they really, you know, do it up, which is great. Everybody's got yeah. their own individual. Their own individual that's how those state. tips keep coming in, man. Well, yeah. And that's, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And you knew who was who was proud of what they did uh, just by the appearance of, uh, of their cab right. and, and the others who just were out there to try to squeeze an extra $2 out of the tourist industry. and So I got to ask you one thing, though. Was he able to get out of it or retire before uh, this other virus we all know as Uber and Lyft uh, came on board? Yes, he, um, he's he gone on to glory now. So when, oh. He oh. Reti- when he retired, it was still just the taxi service. It was still right. just, the, just the cab service. And I, I just, you know, I've never... Um, just because of the loyalty I have and because I I want to be safe. Um, I've always just depended and counted on, you know, the trusty guys with the medallions and the taxi drivers, you know, in Houston again where I'm from it was Yellow Cab. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, you guys take not only pride, but, you know, that's properly vetted. You know, there's some rules and some regulations. It's not just some dude mm-hmm. off the street that has an app on his exactly. phone who's going to pick me up, and then i got to worry about whether he's going to lock the doors and try to rape me uh, or steal <laughs> no, my not, money yeah. or my purse or take my credit card Sorry, information. I, and, I don't mean to laugh. You know, but yeah, so I, I just... I, I somehow know, don't like, think, I just, just from what little I know of you, I don't think... You'd let any of that happen to you? To no, baby, we'd be on the street fighting. Okay, there'd be yes, a ride going on. She's beating the hell out this dude. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me ask you, like, because otherwise we'll be we'll be sitting here for another hour and a half if we want to keep swapping stories like that. But uh, right to the kind of the the point is, what can guys like ed and i do in this case um what you're doing now what you are doing now it all begins with a conversation it begins with the conversation of what happened what went wrong how did this happen on my watch what was i doing mm-hmm. while you know you you had to talk to your children and and make them so afraid of police that whenever they pass by mm-hmm. um you know they hate they get tense. Um, you know, the the fact that, you know, we are talking is where it begins. You use whatever platform you have to create an awareness. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's just kind of been living their life. 
you know, in their house no. with their children. No. Not that that's a and that's not a bad thing. You know, everybody has stuff going on. You know, I got three kids with autism, and I take care of my father-in-law. You know, who's eighty-two years old. So I don't always know everything that's going on and around in my community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's in addition to working. You know, and trying to be a good friend and a good daughter and a good auntie and a good sister. So, you know, and that's that's not me. That's you guys. That's everybody. So we are all working, trying to take care of our um, our mm-hmm. lives, our families. And so we miss stuff. We don't see it on the news or we don't hear about it happening until maybe a week or two later. But, you know, mm-hmm. just staying abreast of what's going on in our community, talking about it, and trying to make a difference with whatever platform we have. If you're a restaurant owner, you know, d- to cook up some food and take it down to the protesters. If you, um, you know, have a dog walking s- service, take some of your canines down there and, and provide some type of therapy for the people who are down there stressed out. Um, you know, if mm-hmm. you don't have a dime and you are a prayer warrior, pray for the people who are down there and their safety. Um, if you make signs, you know, craft some signs and take them down there to the protesters. You make masks, you know, take make some masks and take them down there to the people who are marching so they can stay safe. Um, if you're an artist, mm-hmm. go down there and create a mural or a painting. You know, whatever gift that God has given you, you can use it um, to create awareness and bring people together. You brought me into a room with two old white guys. You know, and 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 we are talking about a situation that is impacting all of us. Our our city is shut down. Our people are angry. Um, our police is stretched thin. That's not just impacting the black community. That's, that's impacting everybody. Yes, yes, I can absolutely right. Absolutely, I I have not unfortunately had a chance to get down there around thirty eighth in Chicago. If for no other reason, the fact I'm afraid I'd have to park about as far away as uh, as uh, 38th and Hiawatha or something like right. that. Right, right, yeah. And I'm, and, I'm and, an old fat man with bad legs here. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that dog ain't hunting, unfortunately. But I do I do it plan is. on getting, getting down there. <laughs> and I want to drive and, through because... Yeah. Go ahead, Shalana. Oh no! Go ahead. You were saying you wanted to drive. Oh, I, I, you know, I, I do want to get it, get down there. Uh, I just want to see it for myself. I just want. I have heard so many amazing things about the folks that are gathering there, and they are. It's inspiring to me. It's like, and I don't, I don't ever want them to leave. To tell you the truth, as far as I'm concerned, you could just block that doggone intersection off permanently and make it like a area of reflection you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that wouldn't break my heart in the least bit i can there are 15 different ways i can go to get around that intersection if need be if they blocked it off permanently so yeah i I'd, I'd love to get down there i'd love to go down there and see that oh it's, <sighs> it's beautiful i i took oh and, and the thing is is that i took my children um down there and you got to get there early you know when everybody's kind of asleep mm-hmm. and it's not too busy you know not, like now it's just it's bananas um so i, I took my children early enough it was the, the before lunchtime and we went down and they had so many questions and they were so amazed and everybody was so kind and and what the people mm-hmm. are doing and i didn't see any police but it's just that the people who live in that community they 
taking their cars, and that's what they use to block the streets off. Um, so the people only get up it's so not a far bad idea. the rest of the way. And, and mm-hmm. you know, this is a situation where people are just taking care of one another. They are right. doing what they have to do for each other. Um, they're passing out waters. They're cooking and giving out food. They've got gospel music playing from their house. Because this is a residential, mm-hmm. this is a mixed neighborhood. They're white folks, mm-hmm. they're black folks, they're businesses next to houses. So people are, um, you know, people are just working together to try to rebuild and, and help their community um, bounce back from a horrible, horrible tragedy. So now how did your kids? How did your kids handle that? Uh, I know you have four kids. You got one that's in his teen years now, as I understand. How they um, handle the thirteen-year-old, yeah, Andrew. Um, we named him in alphabetical order because we were planning on having more than four. But when he <laughs> three had autism, we were like, "Okay, that's it. We ain't doing this no more." So it's Andrew, <laughs> Brandon, Cameron, and Daniel. So they're thirteen, seven, six, and five. So mm-hmm. Andrew, the thirteen-year-old, he understands it, and so um, he is angry and afraid at the same time. So he's afraid that the police are going to shoot him. Oh my. But he's angry that, you know, he was like, Mom, I should have just dropped out in first grade. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you know, why am I trying? You know, if I'm trying to be a good student, you know, he just got his grades back today. We just looked over his grades, all A's and B's, no C's. No oh, B's, congratulations. Tell him yes, I said so. And he, yeah, he's getting ready to go to the ninth grade. But he was like, why am I trying? That's why an am off- I trying to do my you. best if, because I put my hands in my pocket, somebody's going to think I'm stealing. That's an awfully astute observation from a thirteen-year-old, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and a and a saddening one at that. To be, yeah. uh, and again, uh, it's it's something. You know, I I can't I can't even try to wrap my head around that that feeling, of uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I could go on and on and on. I won't, but uh, anyway. Yeah, he yeah. um he he's so upset and he's so angry and I'm trying to channel that anger into action. Um, you know, we saw the mural um up there, we talked to some people who were out there, we um prayed, mm-hmm. you know, the kids joined hands and they prayed together out at the site cuz that's what we originally went for. We went to pray and then once we got mm-hmm. there, we were just so overwhelmed with all the flowers and teddy bears and messages and chalk drawings and um, you know, we, you know, just the whole, you know, feeling that, you know, in broad daylight, we're still lynching black men in this country, mm. you know, Sh- for just being a black man, you know. Shaletta, I, so, um, I have a question yeah. for you, if you don't mind. Do, mm-hmm. do you, I, I know we've all been through this before, but is there a sense? And again, you guys are there, you know, first off, I, I, I didn't know what that neighborhood was like until you two were just talking about it. I didn't know what what the mix was as far as commercial, residential, but does it does it feel like maybe this is the one, this is the tipping point, this is the one that gets everybody on the same page, or, or does it does it still feel like well, you know, it's we're gonna go back to what it was. You know, I you know I, I talked to my ninety nine year old grandmother, and she was telling me stories about how she used to go to this like little one room shack school. And on the way home from school, she would walk and she would pass trees. And there would be men hanging from the trees, black men. And the kids would look up to see if it was somebody that they knew. 
Like it might be somebody's dad or right. uncle. Not that they did anything bad, but they might have like looked at a woman or right. got accused of whistling right. or you know sass back to mm-hmm. a white man. And she said oh. most of the time it was um, police who were doing it. Um, you know, it oh was um, you know the the you know the priest, the people at their church. You know, she's from Louisiana, so it's very Catholic. Um, you know, some of the farm uh, plantation owners, the farmers. Um, you know, somebody was a sharecropper and, you know, wanted more money for their work or, you know, refused to work for them because they weren't paying them fairly, so they would lynch them. Um, and so they would walk home, and, you know, it was just like a common thing to have, you know, a black man hanging from a tree. You know, as a child, they would just look and say, oh, my God, that's Uncle so-and-so. You know what I mean? And I just can't, you know, imagine that type of terror for a child. But, you know, fast forward all these years later, you know, 90 years later from when, you know, she was telling me she was nine years old, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's really kind of still happening. You know, mm-hmm. and I would think, you know, if I would if I would think, I would think Dr. Martin Luther King's death would be a tipping point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, my God, they have killed our leader. Right. You know, everything's about to change. This country's not going to stand for it. But, it, you know, it happened again. And then, you know, we think, you know, Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, right. Malcolm X, you know, and then, you know, we talked 30 years ago to beating the Rodney King when we had Ooh. video of these officers beating this man. And, you know, they got off. And so, you know, people are saying, oh, well, this is an open and shut case. We've got video. You know, we've got witnesses. And I was like, we we, we had that already. You know, we've right. been through this before. And so I'm not so sure that. This is an open and shut case. I'm not so sure that this is the tipping point because if they can kill someone as amazing and remarkable as Dr. Martin Luther King, um, whose main purpose in life was to bring people together and make sure that we all had equal rights and things haven't gotten better since then, you know, how is the death of, of George Floyd going to change anything? You know, I, I, you know, my son even asked me. He was like, "Is it gonna get better?" And I was like, Mm. "I'm sorry. I wish I I could tell you that it's it's going to get better, but I don't believe that it is." You know, you bring you brought brought up some of those names, and uh, I was a little boy in the '60s. Uh, I was born in 1959, so a lot of those names that you mentioned, uh, all that happened when I was a kid. And I've said Mm -hmm. many times before here, uh, it always felt like. When I was about eight, nine, ten years old in the late sixties, early seventies, you could see the change happening. And, you know, the grown ups in my life, they used, you know, all the words, all the you know it was all there. All all the racism was there. And it was just natural. And I always felt that a lot of us kinda got past that to the point that I didn't you know, we didn't we didn't weren't looking for a fight every time we saw a person of color or anything like mm-hmm. you know, it was just okay. You know, uh, and I, I I know there are people that have been raised differently and uh, they don't look at things that way. But again, from my little isolated view at the time, I thought, oh, okay. And as I became a teenager in the 70s, it felt like, okay, things are, you know, things seem to be changing here. Of course, little did I know, you know, in my in mm-hmm. my little bubble. Yeah. Chilena, and, I got to and- tell you, one of my biggest fears with this is and one of my big one of the things that bothers me the most is how we live in such a microwave society now 
as far as news. I mean, let's just, let's face it, you know, two weeks ago, we were up to our neck in, uh, in coronavirus news. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just afraid something else is going to come up and all of a sudden this is going to get put on the back burner. And I want, that's why I mentioned something about making the, the intersection there, 38th in Chicago, basically a permanent reflection place because mm. I, I'm afraid I'm a, truly afraid that in another six months, six, seven months, you know, you're, you know, unless the whole legal procedure against these cops goes forward and is constantly put out there for everybody to see, this is just going to go on the back burner and uh, might not even be on the stove. Oh and, my God. Uh, it's going to be a blip. It's going to be a blip because news is so instant. Um, and especially mm-hmm. with social media, um, Twitter and Facebook exactly. and Instagram and, and TikTok and Snapchat has completely changed the way, um, the new generation mm-hmm. absorbs news. Um, you know, if you look, newspapers um, are crying for people to get subscriptions. These sure. kids are not accustomed to paying for news when they can get everything they want for free online. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, so everything is so instantaneous. If you take a, a break and, and take a nap when you wake up, the whole news cycle and what is most important has changed. And so that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, yep. You know, they saw it in Sandy Hook with the school shootings there. Um, we see it when hurricanes happen. We see it when tornadoes um, take place is that, you know, every news outlet in the world would descend on a community when there's tragedy. And, right. you know, as soon as the next thing happens, we'll own the bigger and better. Yeah, but just, um, just remember, Shalana, so, yeah. like, you, like you said, waking up from a nap and the news has changed. It was always like that. We just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We and, were, and it's so instantaneous. Now. Right. I mean, right. we have to keep up with these young kids. We have to keep up with what they are consuming and what they are um, looking at and how they're getting their news and right. and and. and and, you know, we're dinosaurs. The three of us, we really are dinosaurs. <laughs> because, you know, we still consume news the old-fashioned way. And these kids now, they don't do that. Everything yeah. is so fast and moves so fast and moves so quick that if you blink, you might miss, you know, the the biggest story of, of the day. I'm I'm just as guilty of it myself. I haven't purchased a newspaper, and I couldn't tell you how long. And I was a voracious reader of newspapers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, look, I, I've got Twitter. I've got my devices, uh, you know, and I, I'm just as guilty of it as anybody. And while I, I will listen to the radio when I can, uh, I, I understand, you know, uh, you, you know you're, you're in a big-time professional radio situation. I know you just said, you said at the top of the interview, uh, people have been laid off, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, what John and I do, we we do because we like to do this. They're, we're not bound monetarily by by anybody. We don't do ads. We don't do any of that. We just get on and yak yak yak. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're right. And my dealings with some of the quote unquote younger ones, those whippersnappers in their twenties, it's, <laughs> it's a whole different wor- it's a whole different world for them. You know, mm-hmm. you you want you you want to have them stare you know, freak out or just, you know, go dumb, speechless, show them a rotary telephone. 
They don't know what to do with that. That is absolutely what? They wouldn't even know how to pick it up and answer. You give them a flip phone, they still wouldn't know. Oh, exactly. <laughs> how can I get my Twitter app on this thing? That's, that's right. Right? No Her. way. No way. My goodness. My goodness. Well, you know, Shaletta, I, I I absolutely love this. I, like I said, I could do this for could do this for hours, but I I know you're you're a, a busy woman there. I, I do love here in your bio where you're a broadcaster, uh, an award winning comedian that loves Jesus, bacon, and brown liquor. Ooh. Yes, that brown liquor is moving up, though. It's right behind yeah. Jesus. The brown oh. liquor was third, mm. and then the coronavirus happened, and the brown liquor became second. And then after George Floyd, it might be like tied with Jesus. I'm, I'm telling you, that brown liquor is... I just, think Jesus will understand. <laughs> Jesus understands, but the brown liquor feels me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think on that note... <laughs> yes. Shalana, thank, thanks, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, you know, if you got something on your mind and you just want to talk to a couple old white guys who, you know, I personally love you to death, you know, and Ed will eventually here. Uh, oh, it's in uh, love we already. Were... Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I'm smitten. Well, I am Be so careful. That she has a wonderful husband there, and uh... yeah. He... <laughs> He's awesome, but I, I really am. I'm so glad y'all had me on because this is the thing. It has to start with a conversation. And, you know, we don't have to have anything in common, but we, you know, we love um, people and we love peace and we love um, truth. Absolutely. And we um, just want um, healing. We want healing for Mr. Floyd's family, uh, the people who live in that community and in that neighborhood, um, for one another. You know, I want you. You know, I want my children to be able to be kids and to play with toy guns and not have the fear of, you know, getting shot mm. by police um, because they're mm. playing in the yard with toy guns. And I know that's what you also want for my children. You don't have to know me or see me to just want my children to be able to be children. Absolutely. And so, want you know, I'm just so grateful. Yeah, yeah, I'm just so grateful that y'all are, are using your platform to um, create an awareness and an understanding and continue the conversation, because that's how it's going to continue. You know, if we shut it down, if we stop talking about it, then the world is going to start, stop talking about it. So I, thank y'all for, for talking about abs- it. Absolutely. And and I'm going to say, just to wrap this up for, for me anyway, I just flashed on uh, a phrase from, from back in the day that really, really applies now. A uh, young man who said, can't we all just get along? Hmm. You remember who that was, right? I who me? Yes, yep. I remember who it was. No, I was Shalada. Yep, you yep. sure, sure, sure yep. I remember it that. Was, that was Rodney King. Yeah, Rodney King. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. That seems very appropriate. Yes, indeed. Anyway, thanks, Shalada. Shalada, thanks, thanks for joining us here. And like I said, anytime you want to reach out to us, reach out to me. You uh, more than welcome. All right, you, God you, bless you. I love you guys. Have a great you day. As well. Thank you. you Good too. night. Good night. All right. Oh my goodness! Well, I love my king to death, but I think that I think this one uh, rates just a just a wee bit higher. <laughs> well, that uh, that was certainly one of the most uh, 
engaging conversations we've ever had on this show. Without oh, question. You know it. Without question. I mean, all joking aside, uh, I could talk to that woman for for days. She is. Mm. And again, oh, and again, absolutely. thank you, thank you, Shaletta. I appreciate it. I hadn't, I wasn't aware of you really until today. Uh, I heard your name a couple of days ago, but uh, I've got your website. It's uh, oh, and I have it here somewhere. I'll, I'll tweet it out it, later. It is, it is Shaletta makes me That's the one. That's the one. All of and this now is- she basically that's just not her. Now she's got uh, a group of seven different uh, podcasts from different people, different podcasters uh, that that she's uh, gotten in or uh, gotten involved with. And I'm going to give some of these a listen because you know I I tell you I I, I need I need some entertainment every once in a while too. I've been watching way too much news or over right. and listening too much news over the last uh, a couple of uh, weeks here. Well, so we'll, we'll definitely make all these uh, links available on the website. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put all that together probably tomorrow, but, but without question, we'll have links for Shaletta and all her friends. And I, I'd like to get a little more, uh, wait a little bit more into her world. Yeah. As, as far as her hey, uh, podcast and radio. Hey Ed, what do you what do you say we just soften our palate here for just a minute? Sure. Why don't you find Why don't you find a nice little ditty that's about three and a half minutes long? And does John have and, to be uh, again? <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. Well, he, <laughs> he can't make it through an hour long show. You, take you, water pills. You'll feel what I'm going through. <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to find something appropriate because what would the point be if it wasn't appropriate? And I should have something on uh, just lined up, ready ready for this kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, He's go. digging deep in the Radio TFI vault. What will he find? This one, go. All right.
Yes, the, indeed, we have. John Shannon has returned from his trip to uh, <clears throat> Water Valley. The watershed. The watershed. The watershed, yes. As, as we continue our descent into madness here. I don't know why I just said that. It just sounded good at the time. It sounded good. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. It so, did. while you were uh, while you were try- or getting Shaletta on, I've forgotten that I... Got this. Uh, got this particular uh, story up that apparently uh, your favorite uh, nightly uh, radio host uh, Sean Hannity and his wife have divorced after twenty years of marriage. I, I caught part of that as as we were uh, working the the uh, radio TFI payphone here. Well, I, as funny apparently they've been. Uh, they've been legally divorced for more than a year and separated many times prior to that, but they kept it under wraps. Well, mm. look, you know, again, I, I, I don't know why I find myself coming to defend him more uh, over time, but, you know, uh, the words of, words of a divorce or mention of a divorce, you know, in him when he's, you know, this outstanding citizen it does probably more to hurt his quote unquote unquote brand than anything else and i don't know the only thing that hurts his brand is him opening his mouth uh now look i've said this before we've talked about it recently don't let the fact that he's coming out and saying some things that seem to be uh making sense making sense fool you Fox is probably if the if the papers if it hasn't already started, there are going to be massive lawsuits against Fox News for their opinion host. The whole coronavirus is a hoax and blah blah blah. You know, it's one thing to make up flat out lies about political stuff, but with a, a worldwide pandemic health emergency, 
this will cure it, that'll cure it, take this, do that, it's, it's not really there. No, 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 somebody needs to pay for all that, and they're going to. And right now, Fox is in, uh, oh, I forgot I'm doing that on Periscope. Uh, Fox is in a slow, slow tap dance to mm-hmm. get themselves, hey, look, but we changed our tune. We, uh, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to back their way out of this when there are literally thousands of hours of, of videotape or digital recordings, I should say. Ooh, look at me. Seeing Ooh, videos. see, see what you just there? can't help yourself. No, I can't. No, I can't. But <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be a hypocrite and say, I didn't say it because that's the Fox news way. Uh, prove it. So you we have tape. Pre- no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, that's why we don't have tape anymore. Look what Nixon did to tape. Yeah, well, there there is that. But yeah, that that's that's all he's doing. Eventually, mm-hmm. they'll get to Laura Ingram. Uh, they're letting her flame out. She's going extra kooky lately, and uh, Tucker Carlson's just nonsense. Uh, you know, and and somebody's going to rein in Lou Dobbs at some point over on Fox Business because that guy is so. So you, he used to be a respected journalist back in the day, and he is just, uh, you can't, the the idea that Trump could do anything wrong is abhorrent to him. He can't possibly, he can't wrap his head around that. No, 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 the president. Well, speaking of Trump. Who was you, you do realize. Oh, that was me. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> uh, you, you realize he didn't know that the uh, police there uh, yeah. used the yeah. the uh, rubber bullets and the tear gas. and Yeah. The, he, he had no idea that he did that to clear that path. Apparently so nobody, could... nobody knew where they were going. Nobody knew why they were there. Yet Ivanka carried the, the Bible in her $1,500 handbag. <laughs> I still got. I I, I want to. Oh, that. Oh, where did I see? I saw this here when he was still running. I forgot who uh, who interviewed him, but uh, they asked him for his favorite uh, verse in the Bible, <laughs> and he just he just tried to backpedal. And yeah, I, I have no I, answer for that. Huh? Of course not. Hey. Boy, this hour sure went by quick, didn't it? We did it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, time now to uh, leave this like we found it, which was, uh, well, I would say maybe it's a mess, but probably not. So from the Northern Command Studio here in Egan, Minnesota, once again, thank you, by the way, Shaletta Br- Brundage. I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya! <laughs>